doing that thing. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Collective. I'm kind of blown away. We have a ton of comments before we even started. Yay. In the comments ahead of time. So before I do that, before we get into those, if you are just joining us, if you're this is a first time viewer kind of situation, I recommend you like it. I recommend you subscribe to the show and hit the notification bell so you get an email like I just got in my email saying, hey, the collective went live. I'm oh. sure you got one, too. So probably. Yeah. I ignore them because I'm usually on it at that time. <laughs> Me, too. Um, except for the fact that my phone goes ding and then I go, oh, look, message. I go squirrel brain. Um, but let's hit some of these uh, comments right off the bat. Jassa, good afternoon. Daniel, hey, y'all. Good to see you. Max Sydney, even folks. Taylor M, afternoon. Max Sydney, don't think I've ever been here at the start of a live. Usually mm -hmm. catch up the following day, but I'm correct assuming this is the time they start. You are correct, Max. Yep. Well, actually, that's not true. They usually start a few minutes earlier. True. Yes. True. Had I not, had I not uh, completely destroyed the time. Did you think we were not going to, like, uh, you know. Did you just think that we we're going to slide on by like that was siege mentality? Let's surround the village mm. and not talk about the village. Yes, that's exactly what I thought was going to happen. No, if I just never. didn't move, you guys would move on. And that no. Would never, no, that never happens. <laughs> military, tra military transition engagement and partnerships. Hello, everyone. Hello. Good What's to see up? you. Uh, we got Daniel Lombante shortly after 1500. Yep. Good, Max. Perfect. Cheers. And... Patrick Grundle, good afternoon. Well, fantastic. Good to see you. Good to see you. I, we got a whole bunch of people here. That's awesome. I, and I recognize all of them. That's fantastic. Um, so I was just talking to them about three, no, ten minutes ago, maybe less than ten minutes. I think yeah. it went uh, went by pretty quickly. It, so it, we too have fast, always too fast. So we have uh, Austin, mandatory fun day, going to be coming on here quickly, and I call that a special guest because you had mentioned to me that you really enjoy his content. I was just I like, do. I do. Good. <laughs> I do. And you know who put me on to him was uh, large and in charge Army Sergeant Major, the Gunnanator, uh, Tim. The Tim. Mm, Tim Turner put me on to that guy. And you know what it took? It. T everyone knows that I'm not the meme guy. Like, don't send me the little videos of a cat playing with a ball of yarn. I have zero interest in that. But Tim knows what I'm about, and he knows that I got a certain sense of humor. And so he shot me two or three of uh, the uh, videos, and I thought, huh, that is actually pretty good. And uh, subsequently, I ended up kind of watching a bunch my, of my own accord. And every once in a while, like, I'll tune into what he's got going on. I really like it, man. And when he, when he cracks one out of the park, like recently he did one about where he kind of got not legitly serious. But he kind of was talking to himself as he does. Yep. And uh, he was talking about how the military as a whole will put someone in charge of fitness that oh, yeah. spells fitness with like a PH. And uh, so now they're doing fitness training and uh, they don't know what they're doing. And the troops are getting hurt. And five, six years later, it's crazy. Everyone's but, you all know, surprised, like, oh. Yeah, right. No one who's been in the game is surprised by what he's talking about. But the funny part is, it doesn't get talked about it too much, but he's doing it through humor. Mm -hmm. And quite frankly, having listened to maybe 30 or 40 of his uh, clips, 
I don't know how he gets away with some of it. So hey? it's a little, uh, <laughs> it's a little direct, and it's kind it's, of, it's pointed. Yes, it's illuminating. Yes, and I appreciate it. And I know this much that anyone who's in the game also appreciates it, even when it's not like right on the point. Even if it's kind of close, there's mm -hmm. an element of truth into it that you can nod your head and think, "Yeah, yeah." It's funny because it's he has both sides of the uh, the spectrum as well. So there's a few people that I really like following in that military sphere, I guess. Mm. Um, that kind of talk about the military quite a bit, but it's kind of humorous how he utilizes just the day to day every yeah, just Joe Blow kind of yeah okay here we go we're doing this they're all the things day. that we all think every single yeah. Joe Blow day you know exactly. like I mean it just is what it is and yeah I just but he find gets both sides of it too because he's an he officer does. now as well so it's yeah, like that's right. it's I, it, I think he plays it well. I think so. But again, I'm surprised that no one has sat him down and said, mm, let's talk about your Instagram account. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt if he has been talking. Well, to I'm going to ask. I'm going to okay. ask. Because, I mean, the funny thing is, is when I was reaching out to him and I was like, hey, do you want to come jump on the collective? He's like, okay, the only thing I can't do is like disparage the army. And I'm like, no, of course that not. That makes sense. Like, that's no, just totally. not cool. Um, not only is it not cool, but I mean, it's detrimental to what he's yeah. trying to do right and and and, and i i actually think that he's what he's doing in my opinion is a really positive thing and i'm sure that's his intention and uh he's just and it's not that he's calling it out he's referencing the stuff that we all know and kind of like sometimes we shrug our shoulders sometimes we shake our heads sometimes we nod our head i mean it's all stuff that's just the stuff we all know yeah yeah there's it's I think what it really does that allows people into the inside jokes, mm -hmm. right? Because we all have these inside jokes. Like you said, we all nod at them. We're, we've all been Dude, there. I could oh, tell yeah, them. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 <laughs> but I think the key point is that it's illuminating to other people now as well. It's mm -hmm. not just the military people that are sitting there going nodding. Ah, oh, that's kind of funny. I know people that aren't in the military that follow Austin that really enjoy his content because it's illuminating about so many other things because a lot of people see the military as very driven very yeah. rigid very yeah. like the propaganda style militaristic person as a soldier that's the idea like you show up every day and you're just standing there in front of a door staring which right? like, which you can you can yeah that, but, you can do that but you know what 10 minutes later you're you're having another mandatory fun day moment you know what i mean <laughs> oh man and you know the fact i think the name is so perfect too because mandatory fun day is just <laughs> so classic it's, it's again one of those things you're like okay that's what we're doing today well right. played well yeah, done good to go uh we got a comment here from military transition engagement and partnerships i'm gonna have to calf tg mtep team here there you go that's more i guess <laughs> easier to say looking forward to establishing collaborations in the military veteran family support ecosystem awesome and here he is boom What's hey, up, what's brother? going on, guys? What's up, oh, buddy? We're just talking about you. I'm just going to get my tripod set up here. No worries. <laughs> we uh, we were just sitting here disparaging you and telling everybody how, yeah, I mean, how much we just like disliked your stuff. and really. <laughs> I'm disappointed that you actually came into the podcast because I was hoping that you wouldn't. And then we could just end the party with, uh, yeah, that guy kind of sucks. Let's never have him on again. <laughs> right off the bat. There you go. We're already in Love skirmish it. mode. I guess we're, we're just ready, but... 
Austin, uh, appreciate you coming on here, man. This is awesome. I, we both, yeah, uh, we're both fans. We we both watch your stuff, and uh, we were just talking about how relatable it is, but not just us to like everybody. So, um, right, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, it's been surprising hearing that from so many people, but yeah, it's been been a lot of fun too. And Sean, you had a specific question you wanted to ask. Yeah, I do. So first of all, I'll establish that, as Chance just said, I am a fan, but I'm a relatively new fan. Uh, what I, how I came to to learn more about you was a buddy of mine who's a large and in charger uh, shot me your Instagram account and said, "Check it out." And he sent me two or three, and everyone knows that memes and the joke videos and cats playing with balls of yarn. That just ain't my thing. Don't ever send me that stuff. Everyone knows that. But he knows me well enough that he right. knew I would appreciate your sense of humor. And so the video comes in and my automatic response is always, oh, no, someone's sending me a meme thing. But within about five or ten seconds, I was like, oh, this guy's onto something. And then by the end of it, I, I thought, <laughs> okay, okay, I'm warming up to this dude. Now, since then, of course, I've gone out and do my own reconnaissance, watched 30 or 40 of your clips. Not, I, I had no idea that you were coming today, so it's not about that. I watch them of my own volition because you're entertaining, <laughs> but more importantly, you're, um, you're, you've got. Got to good... open a window, so I hope we get better signal. Sorry, guys. All right, no worries. You, you've got good insight and good humor, so I really appreciate uh, what you're doing. My question is this: How are you getting away with it? <laughs> How are you getting away with it? Yeah. You know, it's funny because a lot of people ask me that. And, um, you know, I've, I've talked to some fairly senior leaders um, in the Army, at least. And they really like what I'm doing. Um, they like that I'm poking fun at, you know, really, um, really what it is, is I'm poking fun at the things that they, they don't want to promote. You know what I mean? And so, you know, I'm kind of getting after Army goals because senior Army leadership um, and, and really army leadership in general, the vast majority of it is really, really great, right? It's just a few people that really make, uh, people's lives miserable. Sure. And, uh, you know, and so I, I wouldn't say that I'm getting away with it cause I'm following the rules. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I make yeah. sure, yeah. I make sure that people understand that I'm not, uh, officially representing the DOD. I'm not disparaging any specific person. I'm I'm really more poking fun at the um, things that, quite frankly, we all dislike. Um, a person I I respect very much, who I called a couple months after I started doing this, after I had already gotten fairly big, uh, and this is a person who, if he had told me, "Hey, I don't want you to, I don't think this is a good idea," would have shut it down then and there. But he told me he loves it. And the way he described it is he said, you're just saying the things that everybody's thinking, but nobody will say in public. And uh, so I kind of, I loved that. Um, I thought, I thought that was a really great way to describe it, you know? Well, before you hopped in, Chance and I were l almost literally saying word for word what you've just said. I mean, I, I got out a while ago, but before I got out, if I could have been standing in your shoes, well, it might've been a bit rockier. I, I, I might... I might have gone a little too hard, but you've you've got, you've got the right yeah. balance. Your yeah. frequency is really relatable to anyone who's served. I think it's great. You got to keep going, of course, until you're fired. Yeah, I. 
Yeah, I've had I've had a lot of fun doing it. Um, and and gosh, I mean, I've gotten messages from every single branch of service um, in the U.S. military and, and even some NATO militaries um, from e even as high as O sixes. Um, the vast majority of the people that message me are kind of the junior troops and and new leaders, right? Mm -hmm. Guys that don't want to make the classic mistakes. But I've gotten messages from senior leaders too, saying, "Man, we love what you're doing. Like this is, I mean, this is great." And um, up to this point, the military has not done a great job about occupying the social media space, so to speak. For sure. You know, mm -hmm. and I, I, so I think the DoD doesn't really mind us doing this kind of stuff, and maybe. I can't speak for the DoD, obviously, but maybe, uh, you, you know, they allow it um, with some constraints, of course, because they know that it's some somewhere that we're lacking right now, you know? Mm -hmm. Agreed. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's a tough line to, to, it's a tough line to walk because really you could get called out for any of it a at any point in time. If somebody right. wanted to be, you know, mean about it, then somebody could freaking cause a stink about it. And, um, but at the right. same time, as you said, as we've said, we're all thinking it, right? No, <laughs> the fact we, I actually commented specifically on mandatory fun day is that we've all sat there and been like, oh, another one of these things. Awesome. Great. And you get that big smile and everybody that's knows funny. exactly what's going to happen. But uh, that's a tough line. What did just off the top of my head, what was it that you start? Why? Like what, what got you to start the whole shebang? Because it seems almost innocuous, right? It seems like just kind of a, I'm just going to do a funny video and then it exploded. But what made you actually go, I want to put this out and actually use it as a way to illuminate, I guess. Right, yeah. So originally I started making content on a number of different things. I'm an exercise science major and I love, you know, fitness. So I made some fitness content. I made content about parenting. I made content about marriage because um, I've been married for a while and I got four daughters. Um, and, and it's funny cause the video that I made 27 videos on TikTok before one of them did well. Right. Yeah. And so in the video, I'm like, Hey, sir, uh, we got this new guy coming in. Um, he's got a master's degree. He's got volunteer hours, like letters of recommendation from his last unit. Um, yeah, he, we we, we could get him, you know, or we got this other guy. Um, this other guy, I basically said like, this guy's a turd. Oh, yeah. Um, but he runs a 12 minute, two mile. He runs, yeah, and then yeah, I was like, right, I, remember that one. I, I want, I want the runner, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, uh, and so, you know, I, I, as the commander, I was like, Oh no, I want the second guy. And, uh, that video, I mean, it, that video didn't even do that well compared to like how my videos on a daily basis do now. I think it got like 50,000 views. And honestly, I don't think it ever got past that. But at that point I knew like, okay, this is my niche. This is the, mm -hmm. the type of content that I should make. Um, why I, you know, have pushed so hard on it after I found, after I started doing it, it became almost therapeutic, uh, somewhat cathartic. Um, I was allowing my inner E4 to rage a little bit, <laughs> but I was allowing my inner E4 to rage tempered by, you know, the old me, the staff sergeant me, and now the first lieutenant me, you know, that has a little bit more perspective. And I'm proud to say that, you know, my, my ideas and my opinions cha have changed as I've gotten older and I've gotten more senior in, uh, in a leadership role. But honestly, a lot of the things that frustrated me as a junior uh, soldier still frustrate me to this day. And I don't agree with them, you know, um, 
neither here nor there. And you know, I'm not calling anybody out specifically or anything specifically, but you know, some some of the things, some of the opinions I had, you know, so to speak, uh, as a junior soldier, I still hold to this day. You know, absolutely. Well, that makes two of us. I got yeah. a question for you. How <laughs> collaborative is your process? So you know, you wake up in the morning, you've got an idea. Is it all you just up in your head, or do you collaborate with others? Um, and, and I'm not saying run it past them to get them to validate it before you launch it out into the internet, but how collaborative are you in the process? Yeah. So, I mean, I push out a minimum of six pieces of content a day. Um, and that's to all my platforms. Um, and I do actively encourage my followers to, to, you know, comment ideas, send me ideas um, over messages. And I, I use those frequently. I mean, probably, yeah. I wouldn't say maybe one, maybe one piece of content a day on average or a little less than that is, is a, you know, a not, um, something that somebody sent me um, or an idea I've seen in the comments. But the vast majority of it comes from my head. And uh, it's almost like a curse at this point because I'm fairly, I'm a fairly obsessive person and I'll just be like just existing and you know psh, an idea will pop in there and <laughs> and then uh, I, I either write it down or I film it right on the spot I'm kind of the same way do you feel a an obligation to do it or do you just want to clear it like whatever comes into your head do you want to execute against it just to get it off your back or do you feel obligated because you just know it's the right thing to do do you understand the distinction yeah, I think I think I understand what you're saying. And honestly, the reason that I film it like right there on the spot is because I will forget. <laughs> I've, yeah, I've, probably, yeah. I've probably forgotten more ideas than I've posted. Uh, well, that's that's so that, good because there's that, that leaves some that leaves some ideas still left to have. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it becomes a new idea when it comes back the second time around, right? You're like, aha, a new idea. Yeah, that's, that's exactly. I get excited yeah. again. Uh, so the. The thing I, I've really been wanting to actually ask on this is the fact that the the reason I reached out to you actually was the la the last one I saw. I'm not sure actually what the timeline is, obviously, on when um, mm -hmm. things come out, obviously. But uh, the last one I saw, you were talking about um, creating, not letting the army become your own personality, right? And not letting yeah. just the job take over and all these things. And <clears throat> I think a lot of us succumb to it initially until you get told. Like, hey, man, you can you can do other things other than this, right? But it really, I think, right. it, it struck a chord to the point that you're. We we used to have this uh, point on our uh, yearly evaluations, right, for leading change, and it was always a bit mm -hmm. of a throwaway. At least in my regiment, it was kind of like, oh, uh, this means an officer is going to put, um, you know, a new colon in the PowerPoint slide and he's going to get a leading change point. Yeah. Like, uh -huh. <laughs> um, That's funny. but I think I, I took it. What you're trying to do is lead through change. Right. And I think that's, is that what you've been kind of going for? Is that the, the desire to get out of this or is it just kind of a continual? Yeah, this is awesome. It's fun and I'm enjoying it. Or is it both? Um, yeah, I mean, I, for sure, I would love to have organizational impact. And I, I think I am having that, you know, and not just in the army. I think I'm having it across every branch of service at this point. Um, nine times out of 10, when 
when junior troops don't like or when anybody doesn't like something really it's almost always leader driven right like there's no army regulation that says i can't wear a combat top which is like for those of you that are not in the army combat tops are like um they're almost like dry fit or like under armor tops right they're really thin and when it's 125 degrees outside they're great because they're not super hot right because if you're wearing a cotton shirt like a cotton undershirt and then a jacket on top of that your acu top like it's hot it's hot with two layers when it's 125 degrees and god bless i've never been in a unit that lets us wear the things and there's no regulation that says that regulation literally says the exact opposite i don't understand i don't understand why this is the way it is and so i make videos on that all the time yeah. you know what i mean that's a leader problem right that is literally people making up their own rules and yeah. and quite frankly not following the standard the standard is regulation like we follow regulation and in any other circumstance if if lieutenant vaughn was like oh yeah i'm not going to do what regulation says i'm going to do this thing somebody would just absolutely eat my soul you know what i mean um and so i'm getting fired up talking about it now but yeah so i when i when people when people talk about change in the military like it's literally us like it's not like we don't need to change the army as a conceptual thing. Like we need to just stop being crappy to each other more or less. Yeah, agreed. Mm. Quick question for you popped in my head. It's funny to me. Uh, let's say you're outside and it's 125 degrees and you're wearing your two items of clothing because institutionally <laughs> the leadership for some reason has figured out that that's the way the regulations work. And you, you decide, no, I'm just going to wear one layer. And then someone comes up on you and says, guess what? You're going to jail. You get marched to jail. You go into the jail cell. And funnily enough, in jail, they apply regulations. So now you just get to wear one layer. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I love it. Crazy, right? That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so, what, so funny. What was the actual question, though, Sean? You just kind of uh, No, it was just an observation <laughs> on how you can, well, I mean... I'm going to propose the obvious. It's funny how you can be in a circumstance where that doesn't apply, but move 10 feet to the left in a different quote unquote institution called now you're going to jail institution. And right. again, things shift in a split second the moment you cross a transitional line. Right. It That's is pretty funny. hilarious. Um, the, uh, so this the show normally isn't really an interviewee show. <laughs> I think Sean and I every so sure. often we, we bring somebody on that we just really want to ask questions. But um, the thing I, I, I'm really wondering is when you made the transition from uh, NCO to officer, did you notice any sort of shift in yourself? Like, did you all of a sudden be like, you know what, I really want to be X and like went down yeah. that path? A lot more something like that yeah 100 percent um there's kind of two thoughts i have about it so number one i thought as a i thought as a and sorry if there's car noises in the background <laughs> the windows open um i, I, I have to do it or i won't get signal um wow. where i'm at but yeah so i i kind of looked at it as a fresh start for myself and i don't know that i even needed a fresh start but i i took it that way i I used it as a fresh start and I even went back to the same unit for a couple months while I waited to go to Bullock, which is like officer job school. Um, and, and I went back to the same unit with primarily the same people. And 
they a, a couple of months into it, they a couple of them came up to me and they were like, "You seem completely different. Like you're not uh, like you." And it, in a good way, you know, they said in a good way. And so I took it as a fresh start. I decided to reel in some of my emotions and stop wearing my heart on my sleeve so much um, because even as a staff sergeant. I found that that was extremely stressful for people at times, especially junior troops. Um, like, even if you're not pissed off at them, if you're just generally pissed off and like stomping around, like it's not fun. Um, so I, I decided to kind of bring that in a little bit. Um, but there also is a difference in the way that we need officers and NCOs to act. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like we, we need a little bit, and don't get me wrong, I think both sides could pull from the other at times, right? There's pros and cons to both, but you know, I tried to act, I guess, more officerly. <laughs> so when the, so when you went back to your unit for a couple of months and they noted that there was a difference in your, whether it was your posture, your attitude, whatever it was, what was it? What was it? What did they, what did they notice? Is it your sense of purpose, a new sense of purpose? Was it a, what was it? Um, you know, I guess I, so there were a decent number of people that I had some level of friction with. And um, honestly, a few of them came up to me after I got back and they were like, I was worried when you were coming back because now like I'm senior in rank to them, you know, and before I was either a peer or they outranked me. And they were like, I was worried when you were coming back. Like I thought you were going to take out your frustration on me or whatever. And, um, you know, when I got back, my OIC recognized that it was kind of an awkward situation. And so he pulled a lot of people into a room and he was like, hey, look, guys, uh, Staff Sergeant Vaughn is now Lieutenant Vaughn. Like, he's sir now. You guys need to treat him like an officer. And um, and so I appreciated that. He kind of he kind of made that. He, he you know, addressed the cleared, elephant in the room. Cleared the slate. You know? yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And so that was cool. And then everybody, cool. you know, and... You know, I, and it's funny because like, I make a point of using rank when I talk, um, especially like uh, with NCOs. Um, and so, you know, I wasn't calling people by their names. I was calling them Sergeant so-and-so. And I think that's important. I think that's an important distinction, especially for soldiers to see uh, because they earned that rank. You know what I mean? I could have just called them by their name, but I don't know. To me, it just, uh, I, I, that's just an example of something that I tried to do, you know, to show them some level of respect. Yeah, I think there's a time and place for that rank, as you were just discussing, and that transition between junior to senior is an important moment. And and it's awesome that someone set the stage for you as they did uh, to allow you to proceed forward in uh, in that new capacity. Uh, but I I find just mm -hmm. for anyone who's listening out there, uh, you you're right on the money. I just want to give the other piece to it, and that's rank works in certain circumstances but in other circumstances maybe in more elite units or maybe where it's been a crew that's been working together for a long 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 time at least when i was in tier one there was no rank it was just first name basis didn't matter right. what your rank was it was hey pete can you come on over here and blah 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 so it depends on the circumstances rank has its place 100 percent, but in certain circumstances it's not that effective. Hmm. I do really like, yeah. I do really like the point of us and uh, both of you guys' points. I mean, you're, you're, you guys are right again, right on the money on both sides of that. And I just, I think the, uh, there, as you said, there's a time and a place 
right? There, there is always a time and a place. And if even if you are best friends with somebody that gets newly promoted, absolutely use their rank. <laughs> and right. uh, and I find that uh, at least from uh, from my experience, the guys that I uh, hung around with, I had a very negative experience in my time in the military. So I, I can't say fully negative, but there was uh, I had a lot of issues with it. And the, right. the key thing for that was the daily disciplines, the little ones. And as I as I let those go, my uh, my experience changed, right? And then as I institute them when uh-huh. I got posted and went into a new area, I reinstituted all those daily disciplines that I was normally doing <laughs> that I wasn't doing previously. And again, my experience changed. And I just wanted to point that out is that right. that's what it comes down to is little daily disciplines, right? Using rank, saying, sir, yeah. adding those little things in and it's for you as well as for them. Yep. I think that's part of it. So hundred percent. Um, I got a, uh, quick little comment here it says so max sydney says i feel like using the rank of a peer that's been promoted is also kind of way of celebrating his success in a way we wish to be treated if we were in his shoes and that is a great point as well yeah i like that a lot 100 yeah great point do you find that um since you've as you became senior and you uh became a lieutenant and then you know you started all these videos and stuff like that has that helped within your own leadership availability do you think like by kind of getting it off your chest getting those emotions out getting those thoughts out the same thoughts that we all have yeah that helped you become a better leader better good better in general i guess yeah i i would i i would say that it yeah i mean it's kind of a it's yeah it's kind of a fun way to vent my frustrations thankfully in my current organization like i mean there's there's things that we we disagree with no matter what you know what i mean but gosh 99 percent of the time in my current organization it's great you know i love it um i have uh i have great leaders i have leaders that in a lot of ways have advocated for me um that make sure that i'm i get what i need and and hold me accountable when i need to be held accountable um you know and it's kind of funny i don't know if it's uh it's a sign of institutional change or if it, I've just gotten lucky, but the last two units um, that I've been in for significant periods of time have been like that. Um, the unit that I was in um, as kind of a transitional unit when I made um, 01, I wasn't in it long enough to truly get a feel for it, I don't think. Um, but I was in a, a brigade support battalion, so it's a logistics battalion, and now I'm in an MI battalion, and both of, the, both of them have been phenomenal. I like that. I, I got a question for you on so here in Canada, the Canadian military as a whole is struggling a little bit with not only retention but also new members, um, uh, recruits coming in. And I know that that's mm-hmm. also an issue down in the United States. I don't know the comparatives between which country is struggling the most right now, but I'll just go with Canada is struggling a little bit. And so as part of what we're doing over here, and I've got another little social media gig that I do as well, I'm trying to figure out ways to maybe collaborate is the wrong word, but engage with the Mm -hmm. military as a whole now. In fact, there's someone on here right now as a guest who's tracking what we're talking about from a military transition group. 
and just trying to figure out a better way to maybe work with the institution mm-hmm. as uh, veterans in order to facilitate a better retention rate, facilitate a better recruitment rate. And so have you given that any thought uh, strategically or tactically in what you're doing right now? Yeah, so um, I mean, the DOD did a great study. Um, it might've been the DOD. Uh, it was either the DOD or the army, uh, but one of, the, one of those organizations did a really great study and they, they basically determined that the biggest deciding factor on whether a, a junior troop would stay in the military or not was their first or second line leader. Um, right. Yeah. And so it makes a lot of sense because, you know, a lot of times a first sergeant or a company commander would be making my life miserable in the military, but way more often it was my first or second line leader. Yeah. For sure. um, and so I would say making sure that those junior leaders are getting the mentorship and coaching that they need and also holding them accountable. Like I was not mature as a Sergeant E5. I was not a mature person. Like I was like 25, 24 years old. You know what I mean? Like I still had some growing to do. And so I made mistakes based on that. Now don't get me wrong. I don't think I made any irrevocable mistakes, but you know, I was, I was not a lot older than the people who I was a supervisor for. Mm -hmm. And so there were mistakes that were made because of that. Um, I, I wish I would have had leaders at that time specifically that would have like almost taken me by the neck and been like, chill out, man. You know Yeah, I mean? me too. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I would have been, I would have, I needed to be choked several years into my career so that I could learn how to choke others. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, and so I got to uh, that brigade support battalion I was in and I had chilled out a little bit at that point, you know, but, but uh, yeah. Uh, making sure that your junior leaders have some good mentorship and, and coaching is, I think is a huge part of it. Okay. So I do have a follow on question and, and it's, it's more of a challenging question with this stage set now. So with that said, what have you considered as a possibility or an opportunity to make that happen? make that better for those junior leaders have you given any consideration to how you can facilitate that with your platform right now yeah so um you know i actually do have a couple projects in the works unfortunately it's nothing that i could talk about right now because it's still so early literally Um, it's what we do over here what we do is we (laughs) jedi mind trick our guests pull out the information that they don't want anyone to know and then we spread it all over the intergalactic system yep drop the mic before they get to drop the mic come on give us some heat bruh (laughs) i have been asked uh, i have been asked to potentially um take part in like a a professional speaker series um and that's not really one of my projects but uh, i mean really the biggest thing that I try and do is in addition to the funny content, I try and give my own leadership anecdotes. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And when I started doing that, I was really nervous because I was like, what do I know? I'm 30 years old and I'm a lieutenant. You know what I mean? Like what, what, what do I have to I'll, offer? Anybody? I'll tell but, you right now, nothing, almost <laughs> nothing, <laughs> but you've got a good sense of humor and that counts. <laughs> yeah. And, and so it was funny because when I started giving these leadership anecdotes and, and just giving 
you know, a little bit of coaching and mentoring, I guess, if you want to call it that, things that I wish I would have known when I was a more junior leader. Um, gosh, people were so responsive to it and they, they liked it. And, and that, that's when I really started getting messages from um, some more senior leaders in the, in the army and, and the other branches of service. Um, and they were like, dude, we love it. Like, keep doing this. You're, you're, you're pushing the message that we want people to get and you're reaching a ton of people. It was a gutsy move, by the way. It yeah. must have taken some conviction or maybe it took uh, a few sleepless nights to get right with what you were doing, maybe 10 or 15 or yeah, sleepless 20 days nights for into sure. it. Yeah, for sure. So now at what point did you or have you kind of calibrated with uh, maybe the six or 10 guys or girls who are super legit in your world, whatever that means. And did you reach out to them and say, man, I, I feel like I, I'm getting a, this is a bit of a tidal wave that I'm getting hit. Should I keep swimming into it or should I like grab a life vest and duck out? Yeah, honestly, I kind of just kept doing it. And then I expected that somebody would tell me to stop if they wanted me to stop. So, so you just drove <laughs> forward. Of, okay. That's kind of the, yeah, that's the kind of that's kind of the method that I used. Um, but yeah, I, you know, and I fully expected at some point for somebody to be like, "Hey, you can't do that." Um, but you know, I follow. I made sure I understood the policy and I followed the rules. And I think that's why you know nobody's had an issue with it, mm. even with some of the things that I talk about, which is you know talking about some of the problems that we have. For sure. Have you have you ever wanted to quit? Uh, there was definitely a period where I was pretty burnt out. Um, and so I've made, I have a system now that makes it pretty easy. Um, it, it's fairly low effort to do what I'm doing now. Um, so yeah. Oh, I will say the first time I had a video go like mega viral, like it was over a million views in like a couple hours. I almost yep. took it down. Cause I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to, they're going to kill me. I was like, yeah, they're going to come to my house. Oh yeah. Dude, the amount of, in my head, I'd be thinking the amount of burpees I'm going to do because of yeah. this video. <laughs> Tomorrow's going to hurt. Oh boy. That's awesome. Um, yeah, you know, so I got I got a comment here from Max says making fun of stupid actions is also a way to teach people what is stupid when they haven't realized it yet. Our yeah. eight to two best in regulation. Uh, yeah. yeah. Couldn't agree more. You got any, um, I was just going to mention on this. There's like, it's similar. I brought up dogs with my kids the other day and like how dogs work was in a pack. So it's still in my fresh, in my brain, but you know, right. this is, this is how you teach a hierarchy, right? Somebody does something that's not correct. It needs to be brought up and it needs to be held accountable. And even whether that's through right. through humor or through a direct knife hand, hey man, that's not cool. There's yep. that's part of it, right? That's how you teach people is you have to call it out. Right. <laughs> Otherwise it's just you let it go and then it gets worse and it gets worse and it gets worse and it gets worse. Have you have you noticed any sort of like um like actual change? in the units that you've been around or people that have uh, given you stories of like, Hey man, uh, I, I used the lesson that you brought out and it worked really well. Or like, have you gotten any really feedback to direct use of what you put out there? Yeah. So uh, in the unit I'm in, not really, but like, there's nothing that the stuff that I make fun of, we just, we don't really do in my unit. Like, um, and you know, people always think that, 
I'm full of it when I say that, or they feel like I have to say that, but I mean, we just don't, you know, there, there's leadership differences, you know, not every single decision that every single person in my, in my leadership makes. I'm like, yeah, that's the greatest decision ever. But like, you know, we don't have any like massive glaring problems. Um, But I have gotten messages and this is a really cool, I'm really glad you asked that question because I tell junior troops this all the time. A lot of people don't realize that they're doing something and it's negatively affecting people. Um, And so sometimes things come from somebody's at a different level and they don't realize, you know, the second and third order effects of what they're doing. So my favorite example to use is um, formations. Sometimes, sometimes people don't even realize like that the norm is that a formation started and then they get pulled into something and then that formation just sits there waiting for them. You know what I mean? And so it's a huge waste of everybody's time. And I have had people message me and tell me that they themselves um, are instituting new policy or changing policy, or I've had junior, junior troops message me and say, hey, my leadership's doing things a little bit different now because of some of your videos. And so that's really cool. And, and that tells me that people are maybe making mistakes, not from a place of malice, but because they genuinely just don't understand what some of the frustrations of junior troops are. Mm. Do you think that they forgot? Like, I, cause I've always wondered this cause there's, you know, when we were, when we were in and we were juniors, there was lots of times where you'd, you'd sit on formation and you'd be in parade and be like, why are we even here? Because it's you yeah. know you got the fifteen minute to fifteen minute to fifteen minute to fifteen minute timing to yeah. make sure that you were there on time. <laughs> and you're just standing there waiting because the the guy at the top doesn't know. But don't they remember? Like these are common problems between so, generational things. So I'm just wondering, do you think it's right. that they don't remember, or do you think that they just it was never brought up? Yeah, I think there's three reasons. Um, number one. If, and I'm not disparaging guys who are not prior enlisted officers right now at all, um, because we need guys that come straight out of college as officers in the military. They give a fresh look and new perspective. And they also, their knees don't hurt, so they run really fast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Plus, you can uh, convince them to run even faster. I like that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So those guys, you know, guys that come out of college as pure officers, they just don't, they don't deal with a lot of the, the crap that, like, privates deal with for example you know what i mean like lieutenants just don't deal with the same thing that privates do um and i've seen that firsthand um number two uh as you become more senior in leadership and i tell this to people a lot as well your focus shifts like as an e5 and an e6 physical training was massive for me like the physical training program was massive for me not as much of a focus now for me as an officer. I have other things I have to focus on. Mm. You know what I mean? I have to focus on resourcing and planning operations, training, stuff like that. And so, you know, that's an NCO job. So my shift, my focus has shifted. And so, um, you know, that's just kind of a natural, a natural consequence of becoming more senior in leadership. And then, yeah, you know, I think some people do forget, they forget what it was like, um, you know, I think it's easy to forget too, especially if you got like fast tracked, you know, and you don't, you didn't have to deal with the crap for as long as some of us did. It took me a long time to make Sergeant E5. Um, and I was enlisted for almost 10 years before I, you know, crossed over as an officer. So, yeah. Well, that makes sense. I got a challenge for you. So I do believe I've heard you say that you're an exercise, you're in exercise science. 
or mm-hmm. uh, right so you're educated in exercise but i also do recall a video where you have been making not fun of but making social commentary on how uh the people who are running the run that day don't know how to run and are running it wrong and how yeah. you know six years later no one's got any knees because the guy who was teaching us how to run doesn't have any knees himself kind of thing and yeah. so you with your exercise background could uh, at some point run a good uh, pt session in the morning but now you're not that guy now it's your senior nco or your right. sergeant who's running it and you're in the office doing your paperwork looking out the window thinking man that guy's doing it wrong <laughs> or not <laughs> but let's say you're thinking man that guy's doing it wrong now what now what do you think yeah so that's a really, really great question. Um, I actually, I talked to the guy um, who's going to be my platoon sergeant. Um, I'm going to be taking a platoon in the next couple months. And I told him, I said, I, you need to send me the PT plan. I want to review it. Nice. And my, my style of leadership since becoming an officer, I don't want to call it hands off, but I really want to give people um, wide left and right limits. I don't want to just get it, my fingers in everybody's Cheerios. I want people to be able to lead how they, how they want to lead and, and even, you know, make mistakes, allow give people the leeway to make mistakes. Now I'm going to teach him what, you know, at least, at least a little bit of what I know, because if you don't have any educational background in, in fitness, like, I mean, I thought I knew a lot about fitness until I got one personal training certification. And now I have three personal training certifications and a bachelor's degree. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, and it's kind of like the more you, the more you learn, the less, you know, type of thing. But yeah, I, in, in the U S military, I don't know how it is in the Canadian military, but in the U S military, it's very much expected that the platoon leader is doing PT with the guys, you know what I mean? So I'll be there with them. If it sucks, I'll be sucking too. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that, that's how I'm kind of, you know, that's how I'm, I'm going to verify, right? Trust, but verify. So I'm going to make yeah. sure that the PT plan is something that I would want it to be. Um, but yeah, hope that, hope that answers the question. That's, that's a great question. Now I've got a follow on is you were speaking about change. You've changed your roles. You've changed your directions on leadership to some degree. You, as you move up, you've got to adapt to uh, the circumstances. Now we're being talking about institutionally. I just would like to challenge you personally, and it's with this. What have you noticed as a change within yourself since you started doing all of this? Um, you know, I've become a lot more sensitive to. Uh, I be, I've become a lot more sensitive to how my jokes can possibly affect people. Um, you know, one time I made a joke about people having like specific mannerisms because I have specific mannerisms. Like I have like weird nervous tics that I do. <laughs> and so I made a video about it and, and somebody um, came up to me and they were like, hey, were you poking fun at this person? And I was like, oh, no, I was making fun of myself. Like I do that. And they were like, oh, well, that person does that, too. And I took the video down because I was like, I don't I don't want people to think I'm I'm rudely making fun of something that they do right. you know what i mean like right. i i don't i don't mind it because if somebody made fun of one of my ticks, i'd just be like whatever you're a jerk like yeah. but it is what it is i i'm not i'm trying to make fun of the things that deserve to be made fun of you know what i mean <laughs> 
I like that. The, uh, the, the, yeah. the concept of deserving to be made fun of actually, <laughs> well, it, it makes sense too, because the, you can make fun of anything, right? And you can poke fun right. at anything and you can be mean spirited about anything, but if something deserves to be made fun of, then I think that it's, it's so yeah. blaringly obvious that it needs like, it's yeah. got to be called out. Like people acting like mustaches make you undisciplined. That deserves to be, be made fun of. And as soon as I find out that somebody feels like that in an organization, I grow a mustache immediately. Yeah. 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 Well, I guess conversely, uh, some people feel that when they grow a mustache, now they're large and in charge. Now, now they're part of a secret <laughs> unit, you know, so there's that as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I mean, I do, uh, I do like my beard and I, I really, the fact that, uh, up here in Canada, they actually just passed, um, they just allowed for people to grow beards now. And so I had this and I got a bunch of buddy of mine, buddies of mine who are veterans who have like big, long beards. And they're like, guess I'm getting back in boys. Cause I can grow a beard That's now. Funny. Yeah. Just well, the fun fact on uh, growing beards is it's not a qualification. <laughs> no. It's body hair. So the, so the guy who's quite quite pleased to rejoin or quite pleased that now you can grow a beard didn't make you smarter it didn't no, make you better no, no it, just, it didn't no. it just allowed you to grow hair congratulations well this That's is funny. uh this is part of the stuff that makes the the army military in general just kind of fun because if you can't learn how to deal with the stupidities of some of the things then it's a horrible horrible experience and you can you can spend yeah. a lot of time in the military that just and it's gonna suck. But if you can't sit there and kind of giggle about it, and like you know you're sitting in a trench that's yeah. got water up to your knees, and you're there watching, staring at pitch pitch black, and you're like, "Yep, this is this is this is how I, I'm spending I the night." I tell people that, like I I've told people that before. People will honestly the the people joining the military because of my content has been pretty. It's been the response has been pretty crazy, honestly. I get messages literally every single day from people wanting to join. But you know, I get some people do comment every once in a while, and it's very infrequent, but they'll be like, Oh, yeah, I knew I shouldn't have joined the military. And it's like, bro, if you if if the idea of sitting in a formation for three hours is the thing that made you not want to join an organization where our only job is to go to war for the nation. I'm really glad you did not join. Yeah, see you like later. If, that, if that's the reason, then bye. Like, we don't want you. Um, you know, like, you're clearly not the dude that's going to dig a hole in the ground and crap in it, like like yeah. I've had to do many times. Yeah. Um, like, it's not, it's not always fun, bro. Like, what? Yeah, it ain't tiddlywinks. <laughs> it definitely is not tiddlywinks. Um, yeah, I... I, it's kind of funny when we were talking earlier, we, I I'd said that, you know, we don't really, it's not, the military isn't really the focus of the show, but it's kind of hilarious that we just spent almost an hour talking about the military and all the stuff, yeah. that, uh, the funniness that you get into when you're in there. But so you're, I see part of your success, uh, as you're doing this right now, um, is your consistency of thematic, uh, uh, drive. So you're, you focused on what you focused and the consistency of that focus has now, it's now a body of work that people can relate to. And they kind of know what you're going to put out tomorrow or the following day, or maybe by the end of the year, they'll expect a certain pattern, a certain rhythm of what you're doing. Do you see that changing yeah. at all this year? No, I don't think so. Um, 
you know, at some point, this will probably be more systematic when I have, you know, I don't know, probably when I have money to pay somebody to help me make it more systematic. Because <laughs> this is all, it's just me at this point. Um, and, and so that's part of the reason why the content has, to, I, I don't like saying low effort, but realistically, that's the best way to describe it. Well, it's, uh, it's, it's the effort it's just, that you can put into it. Myself. Yeah, it's, it's, it's what you're doing is putting the effort into it that it requires right now because you're probably busier doing other more important things. Now, the weird part right, for me yeah. is that your job is the primary mission. But what you've got going on, we'll call it the side gig, the hustle, the, 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 the good stuff that you're putting out. At some point, that is going to be maybe the primary mission. You know right. what I mean? Like it's yeah. the scale of impact. Uh, you're you're impacting your men in your in your unit, but you're impacting the interwebs uh, on on your spare time. So I'm curious as to whether you've given that any thought on prioritization. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, so I have some pretty hardline rules um, for the content. Number one, I never make fun of anybody specifically because, um, in my opinion, that would be unprofessional. Mm-hmm. Number two, I do not make content about anything that is going on in my current unit. Um, and I do that because as a leader, I would not want to have some Yahoo like making fun of the decisions I'm making on the internet because sometimes as leaders, we have to make hard decisions that people will not like. And that or just understand. is what it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. Right, yeah, absolutely. Um, and so I don't make content about my, my current unit. Um, and then number three, I absolutely never ever make content during the duty day it is always in my off time now i'll make it during i'll make it during lunch right sometimes i eat lunch a little faster if i know i've got like five ideas just burning a hole in my brain and then i run back to my room you know while i'm still on lunch and make it but absolutely not absolutely not while i'm at work um but to answer your question directly i've got another nine years before i can retire and i absolutely uh, see this becoming, you know, the full-time thing after I retire. Um, and I've also got already, I haven't even been doing this for a year and I've already got some pretty cool opportunities opening up for me. Uh, I'm going to try and get into stand-up comedy in a couple months. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm really excited about that. Um, and honestly, I'm, I'm just excited to see where this goes because I haven't been on any of the four platforms that I'm on. I haven't been on a single one of them, um, for longer than, like eight months and I'm between all of them. I'm at like 570,000 followers. Um, so like, I'm really excited to see where this gets to in two or three years. Yeah. Well, congratulations mm-hmm. and not an empty congratulations, by the way, cause as I see it well deserved cause you earned it. I mean, you've scrabbled your way it. out of that, uh, that entrenching tool hole that you're sitting in and now you're standing <laughs> on the edge looking around. So good job, pal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thank you. It's uh, it's pretty awesome stuff. I just, uh, yeah, really enjoy a lot of it, especially the, uh, the veterans in the workplace. Those are probably my favorites. So I gotta say, cause I just, <laughs> great yeah, characters. I love, I love making this. They're great. Um, so we are, well, we're almost at time here, but do you have any, Thoughts? Any final thoughts? Anything uh, burning a hole in your brain at the moment just before we shut her down? Yeah, absolutely. Um, for anybody out there um, who's even had the inkling or the idea that you want to join the military, uh, I get a lot of people surprisingly 
messaging me asking me like if they are capable of joining. I'm telling you right now, you do not need to be superhuman or even like cut from a different cloth. Um, I don't know if that is a, an expression for you guys in Canada, but yeah, <laughs> you could be a, you could be just a normal human being. And if and as long as you don't quit in basic training and your job school for the military, like we will turn you into what we need you to be. Um, it does not take some magical superhuman to do what we do. Um, so with that said, it's a it's also a, an amazing way to kickstart your adult life and, and really kind of slingshot yourself into success if you leverage it correctly. So do it. Join. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. Sean, you got any uh, any final thoughts? Yeah, you just uh, compartmentalize the message that we try to say over here on a pretty regular basis. Now, it usually yep. takes us a lot longer to say it. So it thanks for compartmentalizing it into a well-distilled uh, paragraph because it's yeah. right on the money. What I would like to say is adding on to generally what you've said is have the conviction to engage in something, anything. And in this case, it yeah. might be the military or it might be stand-up comedy. Whatever it is, just follow your gut and engage. 100%. Go out and crush it. Take a chance. You've got to be yeah. gutsy to follow your gut. And that's what you did. And so the effort, the, the belief in yourself of making a, we'll call it a gamble, it's really paid off. But not mm -hmm. only for you. The more important part, it's really paid off for the institution that you're in. It's really paid off for the multi country institutions that are paying attention to it and it's really working for guys like us i, I really dig what you're doing so don't change a thing man yeah i uh, i appreciate that my final thoughts are i agree with sean so <laughs> just take what he said and uh <laughs> yeah times yeah. to it but uh yeah i really appreciate you being on here brother it's been a great conversation you're welcome to join us anytime I got an open seat here for you. No problem. And uh, when you get back to uh, get back home where you have better internet connection, we can always link up again. We'll get you on here. It's our pleasure having you on here, just so you know. Um, awesome. I appreciate it. And as we, as we learn, as we build, as we grow uh, through humor, through pointing out little pieces of uh, issues that we have by alleviating those things into the world, we can get better every day. You can do that with here. You can do that here with us on the collective. Chimo, we'll see you all tomorrow. Chimo.